When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. The holidays are pretty much here already. Are you starting to feel a little stressed or maybe worried about getting through the holidays this year? You might be asking, why do the holidays seem to intensify the loss that I'm feeling? Or how am I going to get through this? Or what can I do to make this season easier? All very valid questions. Facing the holidays while grieving the loss of a spouse is overwhelming. That's where my book can really help. It's called The Widow's Holiday Guidebook. 45 Days of Self-Reflection, Self-Compassion, and Self-Care. This book is designed to be your guide through this sometimes stressful time of year. Each day is represented with a different tip, thought-provoking insight, exercise, activity, or piece of advice to navigate the holiday season one day at a time. In this book, you'll learn to process unpredictable emotions, prioritize what matters to you, make new traditions, focus on self-compassion, and doing what feels right, not forced. Consider this your grief survival kit for the holidays. This guidebook will uplift and encourage you, empower you to move through the end of the year with courage, confidence, and hope. Download your copy today. You can get the book at www.widow180.com forward slash books. That's www.widow180.com forward slash books. Hello and welcome back. The idea for this episode came to me just a few weeks ago when our family did a trip to Disney. It was epic it was exhausting. We had a blast. And my mother-in-law was able to come with us, which was awesome. Just a little backstory. So my father-in-law, Doug's dad, passed away in January of 2020. My in-laws have a timeshare right by Disney, so that's where we were going to stay. And the last time my mother-in-law was there at their timeshare was when my father-in-law was with her three years ago. And that's also the last time she went to Disney was when he was with her. That's always where they went together. You know, that was their happy place, right? It really is the happiest place on earth. Anyway, going into this trip, I knew that there were going to be a lot of triggers for her, a lot of firsts that she hadn't done since he passed away. First time being back there without him. And I knew that was going to be really hard for her. I was hyper aware of this, as was Doug. Well, you guys, we got to the resort and we went to check in around eight o'clock at night. 
we pulled up to this stunning, beautiful resort and she gets out to go to the reception desk and Doug walked in with her. I stayed in the car with the girls. They walked up to the front desk and the guy behind the counter goes, oh, hello, Mrs. Wink. And you must be Robert. And he looked at my husband, but Robert is my father-in-law. And oh my God, I mean, oh my God, you guys, within the first two minutes of getting there, he said that to her. I knew that hurt. I knew it. I know how bad that hurts. So we get inside and unpack a little, and then she wanted to show us around the resort and walk around the property a little bit. So we did. And remember, the last time she had been there was with him, and now she's alone. But she was with us, you know, but it's just not the same. I know how all of this feels for her. Well, then she told us how she had to meet the next day with the timeshare people to do some name changes on the title and things like that. She said she had to sit through an hour-long presentation. You know how they make you do that when you go to those timeshare things. Then she could take care of it, all of the business stuff. She had to take care of the the not easy tasks, right? I asked her if she wanted us to go with her, and she said no, that she could take care of it alone. So she went the next day, and afterwards, she came up to our room to tell us about it. She said that when she walked into the hour-long session room, it was all couples, all older married couples, and then her sitting there by herself, and she said she just lost it. She was crying, and she was upset. And it's just one of those things. It's something that she had to take care of. It was unavoidable. She had to do it. It's painful. It's one of those hard widow tasks and you know it's coming. So you can kind of prepare for it. I know for her, there were so many other parts of that trip that triggered things for her that she didn't even mention to us. Going into the parks and remembering the last time that they were there together. She was a total trooper, flying alone, handling flight delays and all of that nonsense, things she hadn't really done before on her own. I called her after and I told her how proud I was of her because it takes guts to do these scary things and she did it. I was so proud. So back to today's episode, we're talking about grief triggers to be aware of during the holiday season or really any season for that matter. Because just like my mother-in-law had to deal with, they can happen anytime. And that's how grief works, right? Grief can be triggered by the most random things. Now, of course, there are more than just the five that I have listed here. And different things trigger people differently. This is also a huge topic that's going on right now in our Widow Squad meetings. And so many of you are facing the first Christmas without your loved one. One of our members was just talking about going into Michael's recently, you know, the craft store. She went to get a tree and some ornaments and some new decorations, but then she saw uh, a mistletoe. I guess they had a display over it or a sign that said, find your special someone under the mistletoe. And she lost it in the store. She was bawling in the store and she had to leave. It happens. It just does. So when I say the word trigger... I know most of you already know what that means, but if you don't, a grief trigger or an anxiety trigger is when something like a specific situation or a specific action or something sensory even, like a smell, it leads you to heightened 
feelings of worry and fear. And these heightened senses of fear, they can come on very, very quickly. It's like the ultimate gut punch out of nowhere when you're trying to just go about your day, just minding your own business, but then grief has to come barreling into your life and just F it all up. For me, it's also the same feeling I get when I pull my phone out of my purse and all the little apps start to wiggle at me with the little minus signs. It's like they're threatening to disappear out of my life forever if I hit the wrong button. Does that happen to you? <laughs> like, oh, you don't want me anymore. And I'm like, no, don't go away. For the love of God, what button did I just push? How did this even happen? Panic ensues. It's pure panic. However, sometimes we know in advance that the triggers are coming or likely to happen. Like going back to Disney for the first time without your spouse. Going back to a certain place where you always went together. We know these triggers may happen and that we can mentally prepare for it. So what are some of these triggers? We're going to go over five different ones today. And you can think about how grief affects all of our senses when you think about this. So number one, the first one is all of the things that we see that remind us of our loved ones. This could be pulling out the decorations and seeing the ornaments that you hung up together on the tree for the last 20 years. This could be certain people that you see at a party. Maybe there are people at the party that you haven't seen since the funeral. And when you walk into a get-together and you see their faces, it brings you right back to the funeral and all of those thoughts and feelings. It's hard to see some people, especially if that's for the first time. Or just like our Widow Squad member, you walk into Michael's and you see a sign about meeting your someone underneath the mistletoe and you just lose it in the store, in the parking lot. Lord knows where I've been there. I've done it. Number two. Certain smells can trigger anxiety. Here's a fun fact. Studies show that smell receptors in your nose communicate with your amygdala and hippocampus. Those are the brain's storehouses for memory and emotion. You already knew that, right? Ah, science. It's all so fascinating until you start crying all over your apple pie. So think about this when you walk into someone's house and it smells like cinnamon. And that reminds you of last Christmas when you and your husband tried a new caramel cinnamon martini recipe and acted like a couple of teenagers. It's bittersweet. Those reminders will make us laugh and cry at the same time. Number three, the places you go. These can be triggering. Oh, the places you go. So this one reminds me of my first Christmas without Brent. Total disaster. I wanted to get a Christmas tree like we always did. Oh, so there's another smell trigger, the smell of Christmas trees. So anyway, I went back to the same Christmas tree lot place that we had always gone to for years before. Don't ask me why I should have gone to a different Christmas tree lot because just being there at that place, that Christmas tree lot without him there too, was extremely difficult on me. Had I gone to another lot, maybe it would have been less painful. I don't know, but... I should have tried that. That place was definitely a trigger for me. Another possible triggering place for you might be a friend's annual Christmas party. 
it's always a tradition at this one friend's house that you go to. And you know, if you go, it's going to be a reminder of all the years past at that place. And if you walk into a room full of couples, it could get ugly, emotionally ugly for you. Number four is sounds. This happens a lot. This happens a lot. Also random times of the year when you're driving in the car and a certain song comes on that reminds you of your husband and a memory that you had together when his favorite song comes on in the grocery store. Or this happens to me when a song comes on and it's from the period of time after your husband passed away. It's the period of time when you were hurting the most and the pain of the loss was the most and unbearable. And you hear a song from that time of your life when you were trying to heal and it makes you hurt all over again. That one was surprising to me. So not just the holiday season because this happens all year long. But during the holiday season is when we're going to hear all of those holiday songs, of course. And this could be, again, bittersweet reminders of times we spent together over the years. Another one to be aware of is the New Year's Eve song, Old Lang Syne. That one is a doozy. Number five. This last one, number five, is also a doozy. I'm not going to lie. This is Facebook memories. Those bleepity bleep Facebook memories. I'm trying so hard not to curse right now, really. Okay, because Facebook memories are great when your life is peachy and sunshine and perfect and you're not a widow, right? Bring on the memories. But this is such a major trigger if you're on Facebook. It's likely to happen. So just heads up. This actually happened to my mother-in-law as we were walking around Disney and a Facebook memory popped up from exactly three years before on that day when she was there with my father-in-law. Up until that point, my mother-in-law was having a fun day, laughing and enjoying herself and riding roller coasters and then not. And then it can change your whole day if you let it. So these are five grief triggers that you might expect during the holidays. I know there are so, so many more that I'm not mentioning. If you have one and you want to share it with me, I would love to hear it. I can add it to my list. Message me on Instagram at widow180 or email me at jen at widow180.com. I love hearing from you guys. I'm also on Facebook under Widow 180 Community, so you can join us on there. I'll put the link in the show notes today. And I know I keep mentioning the Widow Squad, and that's our online community. We are a bunch of awesome widows with a bunch of awesome resources for you to help you navigate through, well, being a widow. If you want to join us in our weekly meetings and all the things we offer, go to widowsquad.com. That's widowsquad.com. And you can also get the book, The Widow's Holiday Guidebook, that's available now to download. Go to www.widow180.com forward slash books. That's www.widow180.com forward slash books. Those links are in the show notes today also. Okay, that's it for me. Until next week, believe in the possibilities.
Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.